And when you can speak to or see the things that are unspoken, like that's where you're hitting like, you know, ninja Jedi Correct. level stuff. And, and that's, yeah. and the vibes serves that. Uh, 322, we're throwing Imagine if every moment of every day was unscheduled, unknown, and uncertain. Where you had to choose between your life and the life of another. Where you were deployed somewhere in the world to face an unknown threat and an unseen enemy. This is the podcast designed to serve those who serve us. So join me as we unpack and uncover why we do what we do when we do it from life's most extreme moments. I'm your host, Jeff Fanman, and this is Mindset Radio. All right, we are back on Wednesday and we are continuing this conversation with the master of influence and persuasion, Sheree Alexander. Listen, Monday's episode was awesome and like straight up tactical. How do I do this? How do I apply this right now today on my next call? And today will be no different in my opinion. So when we when we talked on Monday, we were looking at really kind of this three-step influence process that you've created, uh, which is observe, connect, and then influence. And the conversation on Monday really focused heavily on the first two, because like you say, that's like 80% of it. That's, that's where the money is. That's where the juice is. That's where you're going to actually get results. And if you do that well, you know, in the techniques we'll maybe talk about today and some of the stuff we talked about today, you may or may not need. Uh, and, mm-hmm. you know, I just want to give the audience a reminder that, you know, I think one of the biggest takeaways we got from Monday. So if you haven't listened to Mondays, just push pause, go back and listen to Monday uh, was this idea of kind of setting ego aside when when you're going to connect because you said, uh, you know, which I really liked judgment and curiosity can't occupy the same space so mm-hmm. maybe we just start from that context before we even dive into you know some of the doing around influence some of the actual application techniques it's like there's a space of showing up or being a certain way and being open to what's happening and being curious not judgmental mm-hmm. did i get that right yeah you nailed it absolutely um so when it with the curiosity versus judgment the majority of what we're going to talk about is like i said observe connect influence observe is your first step so saying be observant is helpful but there's certainly more to that the question then becomes what do i observe Mm. and so i'd like to share a framework of the five things that your audience should be looking for slash listening for when yeah. observing somebody cool so Dude, God, yeah go juice right. good listen up <laughs> go, pay go, attention go. all right here we go get your notebook start taking notes now <laughs> yes yeah actually I, I will be speeding through for sure so we're going to school we're going yes, to school all right, ready. all right let's go so um what we are going to talk about are the influential vibes v-i-b-e-s these are the five things that we are going to look for in the other person do you need all five for every situation? Absolutely not. I have been able to, and so have my clients in plenty of circumstances, influence another person just by having one piece of influential intelligence, um, mm-hmm. whether it's uh, one, the, one of the vibes, uh, values, identifiers, beliefs, emotional triggers, secret goals, and desires. Don't worry, I will say them again. Yeah. Um, so first up is going to be our values. This is where our ego really wants to jump in the conversation. (laughs) So values are basically the operating system of human beings. Our values have been created and integrated since before we could speak. We learned how uh, people deal with us, how we should deal with people, what is right, what is wrong, what you should, what you shouldn't do based off of your upbringing, your religion or lack thereof, um, your uh, socioeconomic status, your parent. I mean, all of the factors created yeah. this operating system of values, which is why it's so important 
to ask yourself, what does this person value? What is important to them? Now, where the ego comes into play is the ego wants to judge the other person's values, especially if they are opposite to your own. So let's say that we are a part of a family and uh, you have a brother who values independence. You value family. So when one of your family members gets sick, you will probably want to be there for that sick family member. Your brother might send some money and send some care and do some FaceTime, but because his value, is, let's say it's his number one value is independence, he might be phoning in from France or Indonesia or wherever he might be. And that right. might make you angry because why aren't you here with the family? You have different values. Hmm. That's just one example to see how values can create conflict. So when you're asking yourself, when you are wanting to influence someone, what do they value? Be very careful that you are not judging their values and thinking, oh, that's a terrible value. Oh, that's so, you know, so pointless. Like an example that some people get squeamish around. Some people value vanity. They value their experience, they value how people perceive them, and they work very hard to manage that perception. That might be kind of unappealing to you. But if you want to influence them, it's the best piece that you have in order to be successful. How can I relate how this idea, this action or belief will help them increase their vanity, increase their perception to others? But you would not be able to use that tool if you are closing yourself off to that possibility because you find vanity to be disgusting. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes perfect sense. I mean, and to go back to something you said on Monday, this is this is all a process to gain permission yes. to influence. Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, we have to understand that you're not doing this for, you know, general purpose you're doing this and you're getting in someone else's world and understanding their values and their context for really who they are and what might be going on in order to gain a level of permission to then engage this way yes precisely and and how do we create connection with people by speaking their language it's mm -hmm. much easier to communicate if you're speaking their language. So we're figuring out what is important to them. What is their language? Yeah. So yeah. that leads us to next up is going to be the eye of the vibes. And that is identifiers. How do they identify themselves? What labels would they put on themselves? And specifically, what labels would they proudly put on themselves? So using you as an example, Jeff, I imagine the label of father is something that you will gladly wear on your sleeve. Yes. Totally. Yes. Absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. Same with, I imagine entrepreneur, same with, I imagine former firefighter, same as I imagine podcaster are all of these feeling good. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So knowing that those labels work, then I would be able to utilize them in certain influential techniques. But if I choose a label that isn't as important to you, so let's say, um, uh, just pulling something out of thin air. If I were to say, uh, oh, geez, what would I say? Um, <laughs> like what's trash, trash taker out or I don't know. Trash, I mean, exactly. Exactly. Like let's say dishwasher. Okay. So if yeah. I were to say, you know, oh, Jeff, don't you love being a dishwasher? You'd be like, excuse me, what? Yeah. It, it, when you mislabel, then you break the rapport. So again, we are always throughout this process of sussing out the vibes. We are checking our assumptions, making sure that we're not communicating values that are important to us, but not important to the other person, making sure that we're not using labels that are important to us, but not important to the other person. So that, um, yeah. 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 Well, and I think that's, and I think that's an important piece that really comes in observation early on because you know when we're running calls or we're running incidents or we're dealing with the general public a lot of times they will put those out there yes, and things that will. i'm not you know what i mean i'm not this or you think i'm that or whatever may be coming out right Correct. they will they will almost like 
give you the list of things yes. that they do not identify as and do not want to be identified as. Correct. And so to be able to, although you may be in the back of your brain going, this is where the ego, right, stays in the car. Right. <laughs> this is right. in the back of your brain, you may be going, well, you are that, you are that, mm -hmm. you are that. Right. That's, that's, that's like a recognition that, wait a minute, conflict is going to exist and I am not going to have the permission I need right. to do what I need to do right now. So listening to those early and going, hey, I know, I know you're not that. Exactly. And identifying that. So what are you? And if you don't know, like, you know, there's that ability to engage and say, okay, well, let's talk about who you are or let's yeah. talk about what you are. And, yeah. and one of the, so this is like, real ninja type influence right now that I'm just going to go ahead and share with your readers. Or, I need to add sound effects. Uh, <laughs> right. uh, so yes, when somebody is saying, especially in a heightened situation, when yeah. they're saying, I am not this, I am not that, pay attention to that. They do not want that label. Do not use that label. Then mm -hmm. reflect back with them to them, validate them and say, I understand. I know you're not a criminal. I, I understand. I know you're not a criminal. Again, suspend the ego. You might not agree, but mission is more important. Um, then ideally, if you can communicate and articulate the opposite of that. So I know you're not a criminal. Fill that in with what they are that they would agree with. I understand you're just out here um, trying to enjoy your Sunday morning and, and got wrapped up in this. I totally get it. I understand. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So now yeah. you're in rapport because you accurately described, it doesn't have to be a specific label, um, but you accurately described what they are, um, what they will say yes to. What we're looking for are those easy yeses. Yeah. And you're, and, and getting them to say yes, it doesn't necessarily mean that like, you know, they still might go to jail or they it, still might like, whatever. Like, it's all, that's all stuff, but yeah, you're you're laying some foundation there and you're not and you're again, you're not agreeing with them. You're just feeding back to them how they identify. Correct. Correct. Yeah. Right. So let's jump over to the B of vibes, which are the beliefs. This um, definitely there's lots of layers to this. So I'll just simply simplify for our conversation today. Uh, beliefs are the meaning that we give to stimuli or situations. So, for example, if somebody shows up late to a meeting, other people that have already assembled for that meeting, might, one person might look at that person and go, oh, they're late. Neutral. Another person might look at the person coming in late and go, oh, God, so disrespectful. How dare they? Oh. So yeah. that belief, that stimuli led to the belief, which also, hint, hint, clues into values that being on time is important. Respect is important. So these vibes kind of feed into each other as we as we go further along. Um, some things to four types of beliefs, because there's millions uh, sure. to keep in mind are what do they believe about the problem? What do they believe about themselves in relation to the problem? Do they think that this is their problem or somebody else's to handle? There's all the, do they think that um, they absolutely need to be involved and nobody else can fix this situation? There's lots of variables there. What do they believe about you? Also, influence is very self-reflective. So you mm -hmm. have to be honest with yourself. What do they believe about me? I started my business when I was very young. I was 26 at the time. And so I knew people believed that I was too young to tell them how to lead their teams. But because I was self-aware of that belief, I was able to counter it fairly early in conversations. But I wouldn't have known to do that unless I asked myself, what do they believe about me? Both positive things and negative things. Yeah. And then lastly, what do they believe about this proposed solution? Are they excited? Are they hesitant? Do they believe it's snake oil? Do they believe it's going to be expensive or cheap? Do they believe it's going to take a lot of time or be fixed quickly? All of those variables. So those are four specific categories of beliefs that tend to be the most helpful in uh, influencing different situations. 
Yeah. And really getting into their world of understanding what they're challenged with, believe, understand, understand about where that, how they found themselves in this. Cause you know, nobody wants to be, well, nobody really wants to be seeing any of us, <laughs> you know, that are listening. I mean, it's not like we're like we're doing a sales call right, uh, right. and bringing a bunch of goodness to the table. Right. Uh, so, so it, but it's, it's important. Yeah. Yes. And if you're walking into a situation, I mean, let's all be honest about the climate today when it comes to a lot of first responders in particular law enforcement, there is the belief that your presence is not welcome, that you are a jerk, mm -hmm. that you are could potentially cause violence upon me, any of those things. So yeah. then if if you get that sense, don't assume that's another big one. Don't assume that that's the belief because you might also be creating negative energy that wasn't there in the first place. So that's, again, be observant. And if you observe that this is likely the case, then you can speak to it. You can overcome that belief, hopefully, by putting words to it and saying, if you're in the situation, you're having conversation with somebody and saying, look, I get it. it. This uniform isn't probably a welcome sight by you. I understand. I am sympathetic to that. Here's why I personally, me, say your name. That usually helps. Am here today. I want to solve this situation. I want to make sure that everyone is safe. That's my job here today. By just saying that and also personalizing with your name um, can help them overcome that belief and then create a, a new belief that, oh, hey, maybe this person's different. Yeah. And that's yeah. just enough of the opening of the door that you might need. Yeah, 100%. I completely agree with that. Cool. Not easy to do. Easier no. said than done. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Like suspending the ego. Again, Nothing. all easier said than done, but yeah. <laughs> the results are pretty tremendous when you can do that. Precisely. I, yeah. And I will own up to the fact that absolutely nothing that I am teaching here today is easy, but I am also 100% promising it's worth it. Yes. Yes, absolutely. I agree completely cool. with that. So last up on our vibes is going to be the secret goals and desires. I say secret because honestly, it works better in marketing materials. But truth be told, <laughs> these also can be stated goals and desires. So you mm -hmm. are looking for what are either the obvious or hidden um, goals, achievements, wishes, um, dreams that the other person has. And as an influencer, you're going to ask yourself, how can I help this person either achieve that or at the very least take a baby step Towards that. How yeah. can I outline that this is going to help them get a little bit closer? So again, if we're in a hostile or at least heated situation um, and we realize through our observation that the woman that we're talking to who is revved up, who is not happy to see the law enforcement there, um, has regularly been keeping an eye on her children on the porch and checking on them, making sure they're okay. Okay, that's constantly getting her attention. Seems like the kids are very valuable to her. And so and you want to make sure that everyone is safe. So rather than saying, I'm just trying to make sure everyone is safe, that's generic. Rather than saying, I'm trying to keep you safe, that's not her main concern. We probably are going to get a better outcome by saying, "I look, I'm here because I see those kids over there and I see this situation that just happened. I want to make sure that those kiddos are safe by the end of the night tonight. I just need a little information in order to do so. That yeah, is and much that, more convincing to that particular human being. Well, and it helps go back to the identifiers, right? Because they probably identify themselves as a good mom or trying to be a good yeah. mom or trying to be a good parent or trying to be, you know, take care of their family. I mean, I think that's the thing I learned fundamentally 23 countries around the world, what does everybody want? They want a stable environment for their family yeah. and their children. That's it. Yep. That's, that's at the end of the day, that's what they want. And they have found themselves where they are by circumstance, not necessarily by intention. So, oh my gosh, Jeff, we're about to have a hallelujah moment here. Well, so uh, uh -oh. <laughs> you just touched on something very big and that is, there are many universal truths that we as human beings have. One of the easiest and most accessible is we all want safety. 
and health and happiness for ourselves. Maybe not even happiness for some people. Some people are in survival mode, came and get that far, but they want safety and, and like you said, stability for themselves and their loved ones. And how the only difference is how they go about it. Mm -hmm. We all want the same things. It's just what are the means that that person is choosing? Yes, you are judging potentially those means in which they're doing it. Yes, they want stability and a happy future for their kids. And so they decided to become a drug dealer because that's easy access and makes a lot of money, even though sure might put them under threat, but they'll be okay. But that's the means they are choosing in order to achieve that goal. So very careful to not let the means cloud the overall intention that that person has, because chances are you will very likely agree with that intention at the core of it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I sat with for quite a while, uh, you know, a gentleman who was in the top levels of Saddam's intelligence service. Mm -hmm. And, you know, this guy really one of the nicest men I think I've ever met in my life, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, would share that, that, that he winds up there because it was the means to protect his family. And out of that, of course, he's have had to have done and made decisions and ordered things that he wouldn't choose to do given an entire another set of situations or circumstances. Right. And, you know, so I think understanding, and if I came with any level of judgment to that conversation, we would have never gotten where we needed to go. Right. Right. Yep. Um, but at the end of the day, all he ever wanted was safety and stability for him, for his family, for his country. Yep. Right. Um, and yeah, and he found himself in, you know, a role that, that was the only vehicle he could see to create that. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and, and so I think that's a big, it's a big lesson to understand that most people find themselves where they are, not by intention, but by circumstance. Correct. And I will say yeah. this is, what, how do I articulate this? Um, this is how we are able to create solutions through communication. That is mm-hmm. my purpose. Um None of this is to say, just to clarify for listeners, none of this is to say that just because we understand doesn't mean that consequences aren't also necessary. 100%. Understand doesn't excuse harmful behaviors. Um, But we must understand and connect in order to achieve conclusions, ideally without violence. That is the goal. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. You know, to navigate through what is unfolding. And like we talked about on Monday's episode, right? There is a time and a place and a purpose for Mm -hmm. compliance and control and assertion and even violence. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, and even 100%, there's a time and place for that. Absolutely. Uh, And there's no judgment around any of that. And then you have the bucket of the rest of the remaining, you know, 90 eight 95 percent you know depending on where we are but the huge bucket of day in and day out stuff that this that this is the method to apply right that this is how we navigate through the situations we find ourselves in because when you can get tied to the objective when you can get tied to the result that you want to produce and understand what that is and and kind of work through the problem with some of these core aspects you know, you're you're much more likely to achieve that the way everyone wants it to to come, mm-hmm. you know, to to come to fruition. Right. So, and, yeah. And in our day to day lives, most of the people you want to influence are going to be willing participants. So let's also keep in mind that most of the time, people are rooting for you, rooting for the two of you as a team, or whatever that may look like. Um, it is helpful to know and have all of this for the more high level, critical, stressful situations. Uh, But that doesn't mean just because the energy has amped up that these tools lose effectiveness. 
effectiveness. Oftentimes they even gain more effectiveness. Yeah, 100%. And I like, you know, you said something earlier about kind of the secret goals and desires of that kind of being some market marketing material stuff. But I actually think that's very true, right? Because there are things people state and then people things people don't speak or say. Absolutely. And when you can connect, when you can observe and connect well, when you're in that place of being present, being kind of in what's happening, and when you can speak to or see the things that are unspoken, like that's where you're hitting like, you know, ninja Jedi Correct. level stuff. And, and that's yeah. and the vibes serves that purpose. So I believe on Monday's podcast, we talked about Sherlock Holmes walking into a, a crime scene. He looks for right. evidence to piece together the picture. One piece of evidence connected to another piece of evidence could lead to a conclusion about or a, a, a piece of the, the situation concluding about a, a portion of what had happened. Well, the vibes serve that function. If I gather an ev a piece of evidence that, oh, this is their value, and then I learn, oh, another piece of in, intel, uh, influential intelligence that, oh, this is their, um, oh, we missed the E, I just realized, we'll go back to it. Oh, yeah, we'll I'm sure some it. listeners have been screaming. <laughs> we'll get back right. to it. Wait, only five. There's, wait, we missed the E. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> um, but so once I, I gather an, a piece of the vibes from values and another piece of the vibes from secret goals and or from like beliefs, if I connect those two, I might actually be able to, we usually say deduce, but the technical worm is adduce, that, yeah. um, oh, this is likely their secret goal or desire let me ask a few questions let me make a few statements to see if this hypothesis holds true and when you yeah. do that the looks on people's faces of like how did you know that about me and and then they just instantly feel that rapport with you because clearly you truly see them you truly get them because most people don't know that i actually have this desire to become a freelance portrait artist. How did you know that? Well, I paid attention to your vibes and your beliefs and your identifiers. And I put together that that's really what you want to do and not be a CPA. <laughs> right. Right. Totally. Well, and so let's get into these emotional triggers, great, right? Great, let's great. Get the E of this thing, because that's a, another big piece Excellent. that uh, we definitely don't want to leave so out. So we have our values, identifiers, beliefs, then the E is our emotional triggers. This specifically is what is the stimuli that puts the other person in either a positive or negative mood. We are not describing their positive or negative mood. We are looking for what stimulates that. So easy example, if you put Godiva of chocolates in front of me, you will see me do a little hippity hoppity happy dance because I love those things. Easy <laughs> stimuli to positive mood. If you want to see me in a negative mood, then put some horror film on Netflix and watch me just sink in grayness of, of yeah. cloud because I do not want to be a part of this. So what puts that other person in positive or negative? Is it so we use the example of uh, a mother and children before. Do not assume that there are universal universal stimuli for some people, their children, yourself included, is a source of positivity, that they get in a good mood when they talk about their kids. That's not always the case for other people. Some people have uh, difficult children, maybe children that are dealing with addictions. And so they may not actually want to discuss their kids. That doesn't necessarily put them sure. in a positive mood. So again, we're always checking our assumptions. We are looking for evidence. We're testing our hypothesis in order to complete the full picture that leads us to the influential moment. We are being like detective scientists when it comes to communication. Yeah, I think it is. And this is where we can see that, you know, 80% of the work, 85% of the work is in this place, yeah. right? It is really, you know, so I'm, I'm just kind of thinking like step-by-step -step process here. One, pull up. <laughs> Two, <laughs> set the ego on the dashboard for a moment, right? Just suspend that for a moment. You know, and no, you can call it back if yep. the situation requires, yep. Yep. right? You, you, just because you set it down doesn't mean you can't pick it back Absolutely. up. Just because you, you know, go down this path of, all right, I'm, I listen to this podcast and I'm going to try this shit and see if it actually works or not. Uh, doesn't mean you can't 
like go back to other tools, techniques and resources. This is just like you said, these are all depth of capability you're building in yourself because every situation is 100% different. So if I set the ego aside, it gives me the opportunity to actually pause and observe what's going on, what's happening, lay of the land, build my awareness profile, understand what's going on with people. You know, I can begin to observe behavior and language and what's being communicated. And from that, begin to extract a lot of these aspects that we just talked about in the vibes model, right? I can begin to hear values and identifiers and beliefs and, you know, where these emotional triggers lie and what's there. And I'm listening for not only what's being said, but what's not being said that mm -hmm. I, that I, some, that I bring that together in a, in a good yep. way. Did I, did I pass the test? Yeah, that today? was, that was brilliant. That was amazing. You, you got it. And, and help people yeah. uh, to give people kind of a, a, a training ground for this. Here's a little exercise that will help. Um, it's difficult to deploy all of this knowledge and awareness straight out the gate um, while somebody's yeah. talking to you because you're thinking, what are their values? Oh, crap. What did they just say? <laughs> so we right. want to avoid that. So just to help um, build the muscle in your mind when it comes to this, I recommend a small activity. And that is whenever you're watching your next Netflix show that you love or something like that. I used to use Game of Thrones as an example, but no spoilers. After the last season, I don't use it as often as the example, but um, right. as you watch your next favorite show, have a notebook next to you and just write out under different rows or columns, V-I-B-E-S. And ask yourself throughout one episode, what is this main character's values, identifiers, beliefs, emotional triggers, secret goals, and desires? Because the beauty of scripts is that well-rounded characters tend to have all of these fairly freaking uh, prominent. It's a part of what makes a yeah. fully fleshed out character. Of course, you can use this for your favorite reality show if you want. What is Kim Kardashian's values, identifiers, beliefs, emotional triggers, secret goals, and desires? So that way you are entertaining yourself doing something you would already be doing but flexing this muscle in your mind to see these and it'll make it much easier that when you're out in the field you'll be able to grab onto these remember them and still be part of the conversation well and just it just said yeah and even just to practice those like set the vibes aside from the idea of influence for a moment just practicing those like with your spouse or with sure. your loved one or with your family right just being able to really get into them again yep. will make a significant difference in the home life um you know outside of work because those are all human traits things that you know we all want to feel recognized or feel seen yeah. right and and i think that's a point we talked about last time uh was this idea that all of this leads to one of our core human traits is to be seen mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. heard yep. uh you know understood in some ways like that's just a a core human need we have period wherever you come from it's it's one of the lessons <laughs> regrettably that i learned from con artists and con mm. artists especially the ones that play more of a long con um exploit that deep-seated desire you never hear somebody that's fallen victim to a long con that has said oh yeah they were a total jerk i can't i was so ready for them to leave i don't know why they stuck around so much i hated talking to them no, what you hear the victim say is, oh, I'm, I was just so surprised. He was the nicest person. He had so much charisma. And whenever we talked, yeah. I, he just understood me. And well, they are manufacturing that connection. We yeah. will not be manufacturing. We will actually be seeking to truly connect. But that's how, but that's yeah. how bad and and how deeply we want to be seen and heard is we will take it from some of the most toxic sources 100% 100% and that goes back to kind of the conversation on Monday of intention and purpose exactly. behind all of exactly. it exactly yeah so
So this is so, yeah, I mean, I think that that getting through this place now we're at this point where it's like, all right, I've I've observed my surroundings. I've, I feel like I'm starting to create connection. I'm working through these things. I'm beginning to pick up some of these underlying aspects. And, you know, I think this doesn't uh, again, this is a technique for me and you can jump all over me here if I, you think I'm wrong. But, you know, this is just this is more a method of how you show up and kind of your willingness to be curious. If you just, if you practice curiosity, a lot of these things will naturally start to unfold in front of you. So, so in, in your method of applying this stuff, instead of like, did I hit all the list Did I do this? Did I do that? You know, just check yourself. Am I being curious right now or am I being judgmental right now? Like that's a simple question you can ask yourself. And and the shift can happen in a millisecond. There's tons of conversations where I realize I'm sitting across the table from somebody that I just don't jive with and I'm shutting down and I'm not engaging like I normally would. And I just do that mental check of like, Sheree, you're judging. And I go, oh, okay, what can I be curious about? What's interesting about this person? What can I learn more about? And then lo and behold, within just the snap of a finger of the fingers, I'm back in and, and, and to be perfectly honest, the conversations become more fun that way. Um, and because then you're just, you're, you're doing a mental exercise, you're playing a game, you're, you're trying to level up to the next level of just talking with somebody. You're not wrapped mm-hmm. up in it. You're not perceiving, you're not taking anything personal. You're just curious about a human being. How cool is that? Yeah. Yeah. 100%. And I think, and you will ebb and flow in and out sure. of this, right? This is not like, I'm going to do this all the time perfectly. It ain't yep. going to happen that way. It is a muscle. It's got to be developed. And even when it's refined and you're good at it, you know, there have been times I've had to walk out of rooms, mm-hmm. right? Because my buttons are getting pushed or I'm, you know, up against something mm-hmm. that I just, that is, that is then hitting like my vibes, right? right? That is then coming back at me. So uh, the awareness of like, okay, we're going to push pause now and I'm going to go get on the radio or call somebody or go take a note or something, right? To extract out and recover and come back in. Yep. Those are especially in high stress or high tension environments. Um, you know, those are, that's a huge piece to it. Cause you will, you will, you are a human being, you will flow in and out of this. Uh, so let's talk, let's kind of talk a little bit more. Let's go a little bit deeper. Once I've kind of gotten to this place, like what are the, what are some of the core or deployable influencing techniques? Like mm-hmm. I've, I've gained permission, yeah. right? I feel like I have rapport, I'm connected with who I'm dealing with. I've gotten the situation, maybe calmed down. Now we're moving towards an outcome, right? So, right towards a result. So when you feel like, oh, it really would be helpful if I had a few techniques, a few frameworks for my phrasing that will help solidify this, this outcome, um, there's plenty to choose from. And so I'll share some of the the easiest to implement, most universally applicable options. And so first up is going to be a single word I want you to use more often. Single word. And that word is because. We, uh, so so this is um, most famously known by, or or, uh, discovered, I guess you could say, by Robert Cialdini, who wrote a phenomenal book called Influence. Highly recommend it. It is academic, but still very good. Um, and in that, in his sociology studies, I'll, I'll try to do my best with these specific numbers. It's been a little while since I've um, made this part of my life. Yeah, but, it's been about five years since I read it. Right. So, oh, yeah, it's been about 12 for me. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, but in this study, what he did was he had people stand at a uh, Xerox copier. And what they were wanting to test is compliance. Could we get people to comply if we ask them to cut them in line to make copies? So in the first attempt, the other person said, do you mind if I, uh, do you mind if I cut in line? Compliance was very low. Let's say it was like maybe 17, 20% or something like that. Then when the, the second round, they had the person ask, do you mind if I cut line because 
I'm late for a meeting and they need these papers. Well, compliance went very high. It was like 86%. Again, I'll, I'll look up these numbers for the show notes. Sure. Um, but even more interesting was the third round when they asked the people, different group of people, obviously, do you mind to, if I cut in line because I need to make copies? Well, that's interesting because, bitch, everybody in this line needs to make copies. <laughs> so you would think that that straightforward, almost nonsensical because would not get compliance. It got slightly more compliance than the last one. Wow. So it's fascinating how we can get compliance just by giving reasoning for a request. We tend to get into a habit of making requests and assuming the other person understands the reasoning. This is very important, both in sales and leadership. I'll talk mostly about leadership because I know your audience. So in yeah. leadership, when you are in authoritative role, it's very easy to get lazy in your communication and just simply make requests or put in orders uh, for somebody to do something. The problem with that is, is when you do not give reasoning, um, then the other person is clueless. And if you're just assuming that they understand, then we already have a miscommunication expectation problem. Psychologically, we are very driven by significance. All of us want to feel significant. All of us want to feel a part of a bigger picture. You can see this in politics and religion as easy examples. Even though this person has not donated to a, a political party, um, but uh, and hasn't been very involved, but they feel very significant by watching, uh, watching politics, voting, sharing their opinions, um, making sure that people understand the issue. They, that's where they get significance from that. Religion, also another very easy one. What is more significant than the universal creator of everything, right? They want to be sure. part of that. So when you aren't giving your reasoning, you are diminishing the other person's significance. Why do you, and it doesn't have to be for every request, but make it for the majority of them. So that way you are still educating your people as to their role in this machine. If they do this, it helps that. When they do this, it helps the overall system. Main, and so making sure that they understand that level of um, their, what their compliance will actually lead to. Um, mm -hmm. so one single word gets more compliance. So even again, if you're out on the streets and you make a request, see what happens when you add a, because see what happens. Yeah. Um, so that's the first one. The next technique is absolutely one of my freaking favorites. And that is the half and, oh, okay. Yeah. I will say with the because you will be at ninja level with your because reasoning ties into their vibes. So if yes. they identify as a, uh, a team player or something, then say, uh, could you do this presentation at this meeting? Because I really could use a strong team player at that. Right. So if it aligns with any of those vibes. Okay, cool. So moving on to half and half technique. The principle behind the half and half technique is this. If somebody agrees with your premise, then they are more likely to agree with your conclusion. So if we open up a sentence with something, if I open up a sentence with something that you naturally agree with, it's a knee-jerk reaction, yes, that is me, then you are more likely to agree with what I follow it up with. As an example, if I were to say to you, let's say I'm trying to uh, sell you a retreat of some kind for your business, and sure. I know that the a strong identifier with you is being a dad, well, how do I connect dad to business retreat? I'll say something along the lines of, well, Jeff, it's been a great conversation. I really appreciate how uh, 
I really appreciate everything that we talked about. I really do think that this is a good fit for you. And I'll tell you why. As a dad, I'm sure you understand the importance of and absolutely value time with your kid. But if your business is running out of control, if you are spending late nights working on it, working on the business, not in the business and not managing your energy, how are you able to show up as the dad that you really want to be? At this retreat, I'm going to give you time-saving systems so that way you can be more present with your kid. Is that more convincing yeah. than just saying, hey, come listen to these time-saving techniques? Yeah, totally. I mean, I think you've, you've done, you've tied it right to something that I value, that I identify as, right, that I connect with. Uh, yeah, yeah so 100%. I could, I could do that for if I'm a health and wellness professional. Um, Jeff, as a dad, um, I'm sure that you can appreciate the importance of you staying healthy to be there for your kid, no matter what happens. So let's get your diet under control. Let's get you working out. I could use it for, um, oh, adventure, let's say. Um, as a dad, I'm sure you want your kid to have so many experiences and live life to the fullest. That's why this adventure is going to be great for you and your family. That one identifier, I can connect it to damn near anything. My goal right. as a positive influencer is to make sure that one, it is authentic, and two, it is aligned, and three, it is true and deliverable. That is my job to make sure that I'm not manipulating you into something that will not benefit you. Yeah, my brain's just working <laughs> through, you know, scenario upon scenario of how that kind of begins to unfold. And you know, you're identifying with things that I've either spoken or shared or not, mm -hmm. uh, you know, but you've extracted through that. And then it's like, okay, and then here's, you know, you're, you're painting a picture for me, right. right? You're painting an outcome that I, that I want yeah. either stated or secret or whatever, but you're like, now we're, now we're connecting. Now we're vibing. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Right. In that right way. So, so yeah, I like, yeah. So with the half and half technique, just because I want to kind of give easy, usable stuff for everybody, as well as if some people mm -hmm. are prepared for more advanced. Um, the easiest level for the half and half technique is as a blank. That blank um, can be something as simple as their gender, as a man, as a woman. It could be their job title, as a business owner, as a firefighter, as a secretary. Um, it could be age related it could just be any of those obvious super sure. like lying on the floor easy identifiers now right. you're going to increase your compliance and definitely increase your connection if you can find something that's more in the vibes that ties closer to their values or secret goals and desires so that's when it's um something along the lines of let's say you have the secret goal or desire to live in France one day, then I might say, you know, I, because that, um, let's see, how would I say this? It would be something along the lines of knowing, knowing that you want to live in France one day makes me really understand how you see the value in that work-life balance. I mean, this is kind of terrible, but whatever. Let's roll with no, it. but I mean, yeah, but I've been, I get it. I mean, and, and if we look at it from, you know, communicating with people on the streets or, you know, dealing with the public and stuff, right. I mean, it, it really, I like some of the, the easier stuff because, you know, we often don't have time to dive so right. deep into right. things and we can pick up those, like you called the kind of lay down identifiers, like, listen, you know, as a member of this community yeah. or, you know, as a mother, as a father, yeah. as a husband, yeah. you know, as a, you know, whatever, whatever it is kind of right here, mm -hmm. right? You're, you're just, it's that simple as this. And they're saying, yes, I am that, right? So you have that. Yes. Okay. So I'm, we're, we're in agreement a little bit there on some things, right. you know, then I'm going to then, you know, move you to the other half of the equation, which is, you know, I need you to comply with this or, you know, this is kind of a result of your behavior. And, you know, just if you come with me and we get this sorted out, mm -hmm. you know, and you can see the judge tomorrow mm -hmm. and explain your case, 
You know what I mean? Or in, and even, you know, as, as a law enforcement officer or, you know, as whatever I am here, you know, this is also a part of my job, right? I'm, I'm, I'm chartered with keeping the peace with upholding what's here. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, because this was happened, this is the result that we have to go in. Mm -hmm. Right. And so I'm, I'm actually working towards alignment and, and somewhat of agreement in certain ways to, to shape that outcome. Right. So that half and half kind of plays back and forth in a lot of various ways out in the world. And it's that opportunity to, you know, get a yes, get a, get kind of that agreement point and then move them into the action, right. That you want, basically, am I saying that correct? Yep. Got it. Yeah. 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 Okay, cool. So outside the half and half, anything else, any other good, any other good ones that you got? Sure. So Uh. the next one isn't necessarily, um, for getting, driving that result, but this next one is helpful in eliciting the information that you are seeking. Yes. So so I I just want to kind of dig it. So basically in the bucket technique, we're really kind of laying out, we're laying out options in a way that allows them to really trigger on something. Correct. Right. So then we know what what the ballpark is that we're talking about. Um, And so I can either, I can either slam you to the ground and handcuff Mm -hmm. you or, you know, you can, you know, go quietly and we can do this, you know, respectfully, or, you know what I mean? Like, like I know there's guys out there thinking right this minute, well, okay, let me, let me give you your options for how this can possibly go. Mm -hmm. But I think there's a way to then, leverage all the other tools i mean keep in mind this isn't like what you're starting with right right you've done you've done the practice ahead of time which then could actually lead to i mean because the toughest thing is okay so now we got to put the cuffs on and now you're going to jail or now you're you know going mm -hmm. to feel the consequences of your behavior or you know we're trying to de-escalate the situation if you will in a way Exactly. And, and one, so thinking of like a street option, let's see if, if we're trying to get information from someone about somebody else, uh, in the neighborhood or something, but we know that we're probably dealing with a culture of snitches get stitches. And so people aren't wanting to delve much information. The bucket technique can still help here. So if you say, look, we're looking for information about so-and-so you, and you're in rapport with the person and you're trying to get information from them and you're interviewing them than saying perhaps something along the lines of, um, you know, in my experience of being, uh, being on the beat and being on the streets for about 10 plus years now, I tend to find that there's three different types of, let's just say bad guys out here in, in this, uh, in this community. One, there's the annoying person. There's the annoying guy that, always has something, bringing something, never leads to much fruition, but delving with the small stuff. And then there's the type of guy that is on the up, you know, up and coming, making a name for himself. And then there's the type of person that just always you want to be scared of. Which one of those sounds like this dude? It's easier for them to say the first one or the third one, rather than saying, this is what this guy is up to. Yes. Yeah. See, and that's, that's really, okay. Now we're getting into a little bit of the juice because that's a viable technique, Mm -hmm. right? That's where I can then begin to, to take, I mean, because I think anytime you're dealing in that world where anytime you're trying to elicit information, right. In this method, what you're challenged with is that, that worry or concern of sharing too much, saying too much. And so the bucket technique can really become handy because now you're now you're just kind of giving them, hey, I'm going to put these three, you know, boxes on the front of the car. You choose which one fits. Right. You all you have to do is kind of, you know, help lead me right in the direction. And and so as you work that technique, it can really take some it almost can give some relief to the other individual a little bit. Right. So it's like I don't have to. I don't want to like put all my cards on the table. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not violating kind of my own weird sense of, I'm not going to tell you stuff. Right. So it's a really handy technique to kind of lay those things out to be like, oh, well, you know, 
you know, he probably probably more fit into the middle range of that, you know, mode. And so now you're dealing with a guy who's scrounging and up and coming and, you know, trying to make a name for himself. So it begins to help you as a as a law enforcement officer, an investigator, whatever it might be, paint a picture of what it is you're looking for. And then if you have the opportunity and good rapport, maybe you can go deeper. So I definitely yeah, I definitely like cool. that. And that I definitely really And that ties back to what we talked about during Monday's episode, I believe, that this influential process is learning how to lay down logical and emotional stepping stones for the person you want to influence to walk down towards that conclusion. How do I make it yeah. easy for you to get this information I'm seeking? How do I make it easy for you to see this perspective? How do I make it easy for you to take action? And that's what all of these vibes and influential triggers are there for, is to lay down those stepping stones for the other person. Rather than trying to get all the information at once, it's very unlikely. We have strong defense mechanisms when we are asked direct questions. And so the bucket technique is one example of one of my absolute favorite freaking topics, which is elicitation. How do I get Mm -hmm. information, the information I'm seeking from somebody without them either knowing that uh, this is information I'm seeking and them just unwillingly giving me these small tidbits in order for me to piece together a bigger picture that is... um, also delves into the world of corporate espionage, which also is a weird interest of mine. But anyway. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, and I and I'd like to I'd like to have you back because I'd like to talk a little bit more about station and some of those techniques and, you know, in some of this stuff, because at the end of the day, all of this does go back to here's here's what I like about like this particular conversation. High value techniques, real actionable stuff that, you know, somebody can really stop listening to this and apply right now, Uh, you know, apply in the next call, apply in the next incident, do those things. But underpinning all of this, like if you don't get Monday's episode and the things we started talking about, if you don't do observation and connection first, if you don't come curious to the table, nothing's going to work. Then you're just giving orders and being authoritative and forcing an outcome, um, you know, and while there's time, there's a, a lot more percentage of our time is spent in other areas. And so, you know, that's what I really like, because then it goes back to this idea of understanding the traits behind what creates our mindset and how we function and operate. And really, this to me is a really cool way to look at, you know, the theme of the podcast, which is why we do what we do when we do it. This is a lot of the underpinning of that, which I really appreciate. So Yay. listen, Tree, we're we're going to wrap it up for cool. today because that's the time that we've got. Um, I'm going to schedule some more time with you. We'll talk maybe a little bit deeper into a station and do some things because I think it's something the audience really would enjoy and get some real value out cool. of. So I appreciate you coming back and um reworking this one with me uh, so that we've got a uh, a good episode up and running and i will get some stuff from you we'll make sure that it's up in the show notes uh some of the other techniques that are up there and uh you want to give a real quick like where everybody can find you because i know you've got some great stuff sure. uh, available sure. uh, so for one of the best quickest resources is if your listeners want to go to mindreaderblueprint.com It is a really helpful uh, workbook style uh, question and answer that will help you understand, get into the mind of the other person that you're wanting to convince, even in addition and beyond to what we talked about today. And if they want to stay in touch and just see the consistent content that we're putting out around positive persuasion, they can go to Sheree, S-H-A-R-I hyphen Alexander.com. Or actually, the easier one is observeconnectinfluence.com. That's easier. Um, We put out a blog every week, deep dive articles, specific tips and techniques, and uh, they can, a bunch more free resources in there as well. Yeah, because I've been through your Mind Reader Blueprint, and it's phenomenal. So it is definitely well worth it. I will make sure all the links are up in the show note on hotmindset.com backslash mindset radio. I'll get all your info up there for everybody. Uh, to access and get access to you. And I know you've got some courses behind there as well. 
and some other things that are just, um, I know while my audience isn't your primary service uh, out there, I, there's so much value here that I, that's what I love about what I get to do, kind of connect people like you with this audience. Yeah. Well, um, and where I don't feel and like even though happened. predominantly I do work in the business owners and corporate executive realm, um, the, your audience is filled with the type of people that I have actually learned from, uh, for example, mm -hmm. some of the world's best interrogators and uh, the military and intelligence community, all of those. So um, if any of your listeners are in those worlds, please don't hesitate to reach out and ask. I am more than happy to give back as much as possible because that community as a whole has given so much to me. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you so much for joining me uh, on these couple episodes in this week. Uh, Rockstar Conversation, Always just absolutely amazing. You. Okay. All right. Thanks so much. So that wraps up your Wednesday episode and we will see you again on Monday.